Hello footies and welcome to Foot in Review, the daily FIFA podcast bringing you player reviews and content discussions. And of course, gameplay tips where needed. We can be found on all podcast services every day at 2200 Central European Time, on Twitter at Foot in Review, and we're live with our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash footinreview. Today is August 5th and we are recording episode 109. My name is John, also known as Foot Coaching, and I'm joined by Ingvi. Hello and good evening. Hello, my friend. You are having perfect podcast weather, I've heard. Yeah, uh, I actually do. A little bit of uh, rain outside and uh, no wind and 15, 16 degrees. It's perfect. <laughs> that is perfect. It's so hot out here. It's 41 degrees now in the studio. So, yeah, the things we do for daily podcasts, right? It's not a studio, it's a sauna. <laughs> it's almost now, yeah. My, <laughs> my recording software is actually melting. <laughs> yeah. Well, Need a new one. Yeah, I got good good ventilators these days, though. But, uh, yeah, I can't have them hearing it on the pod. So I got to turn them off when we start recording. <laughs> <laughs> but, guys, Ingvi is not alone today. He is joined by one of our Patreon supporters. It's John, aka Talking Food. Hello, John. Hello, gentlemen. Good evening. Hello. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Your podcast debut. That's also very true. So a little bit nervous. Ah, don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. Uh, I've heard uh, uh, Ingvi's nervous each day. I don't hear that. So. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> It's no. a good thing, though. Yeah, they, they, we perform best under the pressure, so don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> John, <It's pressure. laughs> can you quickly introduce yourself for everyone not knowing you? Yeah, um, obviously my name's John. I'm on Twitter at TalkingFoot um, because my good lady was fed up my personal Twitter being full of FIFA posts, so I had to create a separate one. Um <laughs> Yep, from Scotland, uh, one of the older people in the group, um, 49. And um, without you guys, I think I'd have quit FIFA a long time ago. Oh, why is that? Frustration. You keep me grounded, good tips, um, morale, positivity. It's what we're looking for. Uh, that's exactly what we want to give, so that's good to hear, though. But, uh, for, yeah, 49, that's not a night to quit yet. You can't quit FIFA before you're 69. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. <laughs> oh, but good thing having you on the show. I really appreciate it. And uh, another Scotsman, uh, Ingvi. Yep. Uh, we'll soon. That's cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, we have a very diverse group on the Patreon, and of course, our listeners as well. I did a little, uh, little fact tweet yesterday with the Food and Review Twitter, uh, saying where our listeners are from. And while most of the people are listening from the UK, and second is US, um, interesting enough, Australia is our third, our number three, while Canada has slowly taken over all other listeners over the last past month. So that's interesting to see. But it's uh, I, I like it very much that it's a very diverse group of people listening to you. So you're welcome on the show, John. I'm glad we keep the positivity going. Uh, tonight, it's all up to you to keep everyone positive, though. I'll certainly do my best. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Ingvi, 
we have yeah. a couple of SBCs, and of course, we will run everyone through the second part of our patch notes to keep it interesting. Um, can you take us through the content today? And John, feel free to discuss with Ingrid wherever you want. Yes, I can. Uh, the UEFA Europa League halftime challenge just popped up, which is uh, cool. Not expensive, it costs around 19k to do. You get a rare Electrum players pack, which is untradeable, unfortunately, but uh, okay. It's not super hard to do or anything like that, but you need a minimum one player from Shakhtar Donetsk or from Wolfsburg. Uh, maximum seven leagues. Uh, maximum two from the same league. Uh, minimum two from one club. A minimum 80 team overall rating and minimum 80 team chemistry so uh, it's doable uh, uh, yeah it, it sounds complicated though <laughs> it sounds complicated but it's uh, i would just wait until after the rewards tomorrow and you should probably have enough untradeables to do that spcs spc without any big trouble i think yeah i was going to agree i think it's um only 80 rated um so that's easy but the chemistry at 80 and the maximum seven leagues just to, to tweak that a little bit just to make it a little bit interesting not too easy well max two from the, the same league is a bit hard for me always to wrap my hand around but i mean but you, you, nationality you right of, yeah do you get lots of players tomorrow john so <laughs> that is true though <laughs> so hopefully you should be able to do it <laughs> the first time in weeks that i'm actually looking forward to thursdays <laughs> High hopes and uh, the bigger fall. If uh, <laughs> I hope we get something really nice, though, it's going to be interesting to hear tomorrow what you got. So. Yeah, if I'm by the way, if everyone listening, if I'm not hosting on the Thursday show, you know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Early retirement <laughs> might just be so. I was wondering though, because these half time usually come up during half time and aren't available for long. I remember, I think last year they were coming up, or maybe early this year they come up in half time and and were only doable for an hour or something yeah i think it was i don't know if it was yeah i think it was on the fifa 18 or 17 or something at least they had these one i think it came off during half time was maximum one hour or something like that yeah so uh, yeah well at least you have 24 hours now so yeah i saw it pop up so 24 hours whoa yeah this might be a mistake but i think it's just how they do it now yeah all right yeah and uh, we got the last uh, player of the month of the season in the Premier League. That dropped today earlier as well. Uh, that was Antonio from uh, West Ham. And he fully deserved it. <laughs> the card is an 85 rated striker. Quite easy to do as well. Which is always nice uh, you need minimum one player from the premier league a uh, minimum 81 rated team a uh, minimum 60 chemistry so that's very easy to do only thing i wish that the rating was a little bit higher when compare him to the man of the match uh, or award winner we're gonna talk about uh, now <laughs> from the playoffs for the premier league well this is antonio cardo before you i mean it's not a bad card, right? I mean, yeah, the three-star weak foot is a bit of a letdown, but it's a fun card. And if you're a West Ham player, I mean, who cares about the fact that he's... Yeah, if you're, if you're a West Ham fan, it's going to be fun, but I don't know. Composure is 77, so maybe not the best. Yeah, it's not... 
as I say, he's not usable at this stage of the game. So in theory, you're doing it for fodder. I think most will do it for fodder, yeah. But of course, uh, West Ham fans might keep him for uh, I don't know how many uh, player of the month uh, players West Ham have got the last few years. But I don't think it's too many, so uh, it's going to be a that, that's true. Item. That's true. <laughs> how many player of the months are actually been have actually been usable this year when they came out? Maybe Vardy won when he came out. I think Vardy and Messi, Vardy was cheap and good, and Messi was good, but very expensive. But that's <laughs> yeah. about it, I think. And Neymar was um, very good, but very expensive. Uh, wasn't Benny Eder as well, it was expensive, but very usable. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, you're yeah, right. But uh, Premier League, only Vardy. No, not in the Premier League. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I think uh, these cards are usually a big miss anyways. So they might as well do them not expensive. They're better, they're better early in the game, but uh, not not now. They need to boost them uh, to get close to what you can get now, cheap. And that should this should maybe have been a 92 rated, which is going to be a little bit competitive uh, time. Yeah, exactly. but still fun for every West Ham fan. And yeah, I think even for an 85 rated 20k is still too much, right? I'm not that. Good in market prices. But... Yeah, it's around one twenty k to do. Yeah, so, so that's it's not the best price. No. Yeah, prices crept up though. I think it was around sixteen about an hour ago. Yeah. Like, prices are creeping slightly because people are using their eighty fours, eighty threes, etc. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably gonna drop during the rewards tomorrow morning, so maybe just hold off if you need to buy. Okay. So I. Uh... Just a math from us, I think, right? Yeah, it's okay. Uh, he deserved it, but I wish that it would have a little bit better stats and they could have also changed the work rates as well because they're medium-medium, so it's not ideal to use as a striker. At least not a lone striker, but uh, yeah. Yeah. There's someone else who did got a boost, isn't there? Yes. That's the, the, the next one is a little bit more my type of boost. Uh, that's the award winner, uh, Joe Ryan. Uh, he scored a winning goal in the playoff to the Premiership, giving uh, Fulham the win over Brentford. Uh, and of course, he got a really nice card. Uh, I can talk about that after I talk about the requirements. Uh, the requirements are quite okay. Uh, minimum one player from England, a minimum 84 rated squad, minimum 50 team chemistry. So that's quite easy to do, and the card looks insanely good. He's a left back, he's 94 rated, and uh, of course he's left footed, high medium work rates, he's got 3 star skill moves and 4 star weak foot, uh, but his stats are very good. <laughs> very good. Very, very good. He has got 96 acceleration, 95 sprint speed, uh, 95 crossing, 90 vision, uh, 95 short pass, 90 long pass, 95 curve, 86 strength, 99 stamina, 99 jumping, 80 aggression, 93 sliding tackle, 95 standing tackle, 84 defensive awareness, maybe not the best, uh, 87 heading accuracy and 91 interceptions. 99 agility, 99 balance, 89 reactions, 88 ball control, 92 dribbling. 
composure 82 though but that's not that important as a left back so that that these are the stats without any chemistry card so uh, it's very good and i really like this card design i don't know if it's new or if i've never seen it before never paid attention to it uh, they had a similar one on the fifa 18 i think but it's just the colors not the completely the design but it looks really nice uh, just the dynamic and colors and everything is really blending well together the, the this card if you well if you put an anchor is like uh, 96 rated as a left back and it's 94 rated as a cdm 92 rated as cm uh, 92 like left midfielder is 91 rated striker so uh if you put a sniper on him, he's a 94 rated striker mm -hmm. and a 96 rated left wing, and 95 rated center forward. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a very good card. Uh, he would be an excellent, at, at worst, substitute, super sub, because you can pr practically sub him in anywhere on the pitch except goalkeeper, maybe. So, yeah, it's a great card. Yeah, so I'm looking at him and I think uh, he actually makes a really decent striker uh, <laughs> with the yeah. 98 finishing uh, when you put a sniper on a 98 positioning. Uh, shot power is 96 already. Acceleration sprint speeds through the roof, but his agility and balance 99 and 99 standard with 93 ball control and 99 dribbling. I'm actually more inclined to play this card as a camera or as a striker than I would be as a, a left back. Uh, but that's basically because of its aggression and strength that I don't really think that would fit my squad anymore. But <laughs> yeah, I was thinking a box to box is one of the two CDMs with something like Guardian, just fantastic defending, fantastic dribbling. Yeah, just be awesome. That's a good call. That's definitely a good call. Yeah, uh, yeah it's basically good with Guardian as well. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> He well, can play uh, attacking uh, fullback as well. So, and of course, he got a strong link to uh, team of the season Calvin Phillips, which has gone up in price, of course, after this one got released. Uh, and he also has the strong link to uh, the league SPC uh, Ben White from Leeds as well, the centre back. Yes. So it's easy, easy in that way to get, of course, uh, on full chemistry and of course the English icons as well. So uh, I still have my Ben White card, so maybe I should uh, try those two get together. And that difficult to get them on full cam either. So and you can link him with one of the uh, most underrated striker in this game, if you put make that striker see him in Mitrovic. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I was I was thinking we we're gonna say uh, team of season Jamie Wardy. <laughs> <laughs> but that Jamie Vardy card is really good though it's insanely clinical in the box so. yeah definitely but I've been I've the Mitrovic card is fun as well though. yeah it's a really cool card but of course it's hard to link but same goes for Brian but you can link them both together so I mean that should be enough yeah it's a it's an interesting card good value hard to link if you don't play uh, any British or English people in your, in your squad though that's going to be the biggest problem well, you can link him to a team of the season, uh, Chris Smalling as well. Uh, and of course, the headliner Smalling. The headliner Smalling, Sterling and uh, Kyle Walker got their plus one today. 
that they got after winning four games in a row in their league. So those are upgraded as well. So people might have an upgraded player in their club without yeah. knowing. So uh, it's worth checking at least. I wanted to say those players aren't good enough, but then I found it such an amazing podcasting bridge that I just kept quiet. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Kyle Walker one is usable. I would say a Sterling one as well is very good, 92 rated. Uh, only thing maybe is the weak foot on Sterling. Other than that, is that's uh, quite good actually for a left midfielder. I'm staying away, but it's a fun card. We all agree on that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> and good design. Keep okay. that going. Yeah, design is really cool. Um, I think that's all the content though from today. Yep. So now we can to let two things, and I think uh, I will let uh, our guest John decide. John. Uh, we can go through the patch notes where we ended yesterday, as promised. Or there is a live Q&A going now with FIFA Direct Communications, with people sending in questions. And we can go to a series of those questions which are being answered right as we are recording this. Which one would I think, you prefer? I think the Q&A would be awesome, since it's live. Ah, there you go. Fresh out of the content. So... Um, I'll just, well, why not? I'm just going to see everyone who, uh, who tweeted out and I'm going to click off FIFA Direct. Here we got all the questions going. There are not that many yet. But the first one is from Adham Goma. And he says, does manual headers apply only for attacking situations shown in the Lukaku example, or does it apply for defending situations too? And their answer is starting a Q&A with a topic about manual headers. Manual headers apply to all passing and shooting headers. However, shooting headers clear sound weird though, but however, clearances will prioritize getting to the ball as fast as possible and clearing the ball, not manual. Mm. So mm. it works everywhere, basically. But if you're gonna clear it, you might as well time it. That's what I'm reading here. Sorry, Envy, you dropped off there. crazy time it and just aim it at a perfect uh, position just get away from the box at least so at least i'll do that when i clear the ball i don't dare to take a gamble with something fancy <laughs> i do you do yeah but, you, but but you're a little bit better than us so no 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 no, no. i tried my biggest weakness is doing things uh too cleanly so uh, you won't ever see me kicking the ball out of bounds. And I'm very frustrated by the fact that goalkeepers always do that when they come out of school. <laughs> it all depends on how, how much time he has on the ball. Because uh, once I was like kind of expecting the goalkeeper just uh, kick it out for throwing. And then suddenly he stopped and stood there with the ball. And I almost uh, passed it uh, to their attacker. So uh, it all depends on how, under how much pressure they are before they kick it out of bounds though. Uh, yeah, uh, fair, fair. The next question is interesting though, because it goes on the same topic. Simon Tuckerman uh, says, with the mandatory manual headers in all online modes, will this mean the heading accuracy stat is pretty much irrelevant? I've experimented with manual controls and passing and shooting, and seems to have no relevance on players' attributes. Um, I could say what the answer is, but I could also ask, what do you guys think? I think the mechanic will override the stats, personally. That would 
be what I expected. The official header, and I just had to stall time because it came in as we were talking about it. <laughs> is while errors drastically reduce for manual headers, the heading accuracy attributes will still impact the end result of a header for both shooting and passing. So it still matters, uh, but it matters less, I think. So it is the uh, uh, it is skill above stat in this case. Oh, then we got a friend of the show actually sending in a question and being answered. Felix, uh, Tontai7, of course, on Twitter says, Has the default depth been increased? As in how far the defense sits back on one depth because it's way too deep. Has dropback been removed? And come back on defensive situations. Oh, this is an interesting one. Angry, what do you think? That's say good. that uh, it's a very good question. Uh, say we spent a lot of time during all of the tactics, including dropback, to provide a fresh experience in FIFA 21. Additionally, you'll see a lot of new behaviors, as mentioned in the pitch notes deep dive article, which is kind of not answering the question that much. No, I was actually thinking, say, asking, what do you think? Not can you. Uh... Well, I, I, I don't think it fixed. I've seen I've seen some screenshots and clips, and uh, the defenders are sitting so deep still. So uh, from that build, I don't think it's fixed. The players will behave differently, probably. So, but it didn't look fixed, at, at least not for a moment. They look two lines, one inside the box and one just outside. So with eight players, so uh, drop back is still working fine, it seems. So not a fan of that. I don't. I don't think it's easy to answer. If I'm completely honest, because I mean they say they're changing stuff, but even if they don't change how dropback works, but you have more attacking possibility in this game, that might even be enough, right? That's what I was thinking. That if you with, with all this new movement and attacking AI, that even if you have one depth dropback, come back on attack there's still more opportunities to break that defence down than there currently is in FIFA 20. Yeah, and if you can actually shoot outside the box, for example, let them drop back, who cares? I mean, this one, I think it's a good question and a viable question if you compare it to FIFA 20, but like John says, maybe we have so much opportunities to actually break it down now that it's not even viable to even try it anymore. But we, quite honestly, just don't know. Uh, but of course, if you have super uh, good defenders that will track the runs and better blocking, like they advertised with Van Dijk, etc., then of course you're even though you have the better attacking AI, it's not going to be that much easier to break down uh, the defense. But we have to try it before we can say for sure how things work. Yeah, it's all. Uh, it's all. We don't. We, I wanted to say a, a Dutch translation for how we say it in Dutch, but that actually doesn't work in English. So that's why. <laughs> for everyone, and, and that's who's listening. It's all coffee dick. Uh, uh, that means basically we we can only guess. Uh, yeah, but I I like that there's there's going to be lots of more options in attack, which is nice because when you play now the the other attackers might be really stale and make stupid runs, uh, which is nice that they're in, in in FIFA 21, they have made lots of new attacking options. And it would make a lot of different type of goals possible, I think, uh, when people get used to the mechanics. So uh, I, I 
I have a good feeling about that. It might give a little bit of advantage if you're a decent attacking player. That's that's what I think. Yeah, I think it's um, if I if I look to how the pitch notes says yesterday, uh, we ended on defensive awareness attribute, uh, yeah. and, and there's a run tracking is different. Uh, you got defensive midfielder that actually differs in how they cut passing lanes. Um, but I'm not quite sure if that all works if you just make sure you have a very low line because where are you going to mark a run or how are you going to mark a defender, uh, uh, an attacker when you're just sitting on your own uh, on your own box that hard. There's no movement yeah. anyway, so would it even matter then? Uh, I think I have the feeling that if you go back too far, it will only be easy to actually score. That's what I'm expecting. Yeah, because the defenders and the midfielders will be a little bit confused who's going to mark who, and then uh, they don't do much, and you'll get lots of openings, which be, could be really cool. John? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think, yeah, if you're, I agree, John, if you're really deep, deep with your back, midfield line and your back line, your AI, if the attacking AI is improved, the defensive AI is not improved, yeah, it could be great confusion for your defensive and and where you move and how you block those runs. Yeah, definitely. Our next question is from Kona O'Hara. And he says, what has been done to improve passing so that good passes play the ball into the space the attackers are running into, as opposed to playing the ball just as the crow flies? Crow flies, of course. Failure the shortest possible road and ignoring the defender between them. That is a good question. And their answer is, we've worked on the pass openness concept, which allows for great passes with higher attributes related to passing to explore more spaces, extend the field and open a play. That says nothing, but the next sentence does, which is, we don't want passing to be too assisted and this will make interceptions too difficult. Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> we don't want passing to be too assisted as this will make interceptions too difficult it's a bit of a contradiction isn't it well i am not native english speaker so i have to read it twice maybe even trees but if passing is too assisted then interceptions will be easier right <laughs> is it just me no the other way around if it's too assisted interceptions will be, will be too difficult therefore the passes will be all accurate and you won't intercept them so they don't want to have passing too assisted so Ah, so, yes. Now it makes sense. The way you say it makes sense more for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, again, I think that's something to add. I think, in theory, I like this openness. I like the fact that they're actually doing a Q&A, by the way. Although they're not saying too much, if I'm quite honest, so far. Uh, but it's more openness we've had in years. So that's good. I have no idea yeah. what to actually think of this answer. It is no, very... it's a little bit confused, very confusing for me. Uh, yeah, it's they don't. <laughs> but I think there should be a big gap, a big skill gap, because the real good players should be awarded for being creative and stuff. Like that. I, I agree that maybe not every pass should go to the perfect place, but of course, if you can aim it in the right direction and apply the right type of power, there should be a higher chance of the pass uh, being completed to to your own uh, attacker, and in the space you intended to put it. It's not like the one you could turn uh, 180 degrees and without looking to a super long lofted uh, pass on the perfect 
place oh, in the foot of that area. So, I missed uh, this. <laughs> so, but if you're actually a good player and have time to pick out the pass and apply the right power and direction, you should be awarded and shouldn't be easy to intercept. Of course, it shouldn't be easy to intercept. That's a brilliant type of play and that should be awarded for the attacking player, in my opinion. Yes, but if it goes one more time through my legs while I'm actually intercepting it properly... Yeah, that's that's different, but if, if the player's like that, it shouldn't go through the legs all the time. Maybe one in 50 it could go through the legs, but not like five out of seven passes go through the legs of your defender when you're blocking the pathway perfectly. So, uh, that's I know that's annoying. <laughs> that's my most frustrating part of this whole game. I don't care about the drop back and port and anything else, but if I'm then intercepting it perfectly and my player just steps straight over a ball like oh i got this perfectly everything was right there but now he's straight through on goal and i have nothing even when watching back watching my own gameplay analysis like yeah i did basically i did everything right here but my player decides to not block the ball and the hitbox animation just went shot or something i don't know what it was so if that if they fix that this might actually work if that isn't fixed, it doesn't even matter. Um, there aren't any more questions being answered at this point, so I want to go just for like five minutes back into the pit, uh, the pitchers from yesterday, and I'm just going to highlight some of the defensive awareness which we talked about. And I think there's two very interesting things here. Uh, the first one, which I think is the most interesting, is all about fullback cooperation. There's better awareness of the teammate fullback positioning, allowing them to better work together when marking. When one fullback pushes up, the other one will cover and become more aware to mark and track attackers. Fullbacks with a high defensive awareness attribute are more effective defending runs on the far side of the pitch than players with a lower one. Um, before I give you guys the word on this one, I think this is one of the finest things I've read yesterday in the pitch note. And I keep reading this, can I actually make fullbacks viable now? Because now putting on balance is my preference way to play. But it's so hard to actually defend with them after that. Um, that it's not actually viable to do it. This might be actually able to just play like fullbacks do these days. Be sort of more wingers. Which uh, uh, sometimes run back and defend. Than actually just hang back to make sure your backline is in a row. John, what, is your, what are your thoughts on fullback cooperation? Um, again, it'll be interesting to see. It looks like you're going to have to have those high work rates for that to work, and therefore they're not your attacking fullbacks. That's not your Andy Robertson or your, I think somebody or Trent Alexander. They're all high attack and work rates and medium defensive work rates. So um, if so, I, I, don't, I don't quite understand. Maybe I didn't hear your your wording properly, John, when you read that statement out. But it, for me, it's like a contradiction. You want to have them going forward as an attacking threat, but they'll only be really good defensively if they've got a high defensive stat or work rate. So it's a bit like a mix of both. Uh, I think it, it's on the other side of the pitch. So say, uh, and ah. let's take the Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold as examples. If Robertson goes forward with the ball, Alexander-Arnold will stay back a bit and make Sorry. sure it's covered. I'm with you now. Yes, I think that's a great idea then. Absolutely. I think that's a great idea because then your right back will tuck in slightly, let your centre-half move over slightly and it should 
keep you that solid defensive line while one fullback's p- pushing forward. Yeah, that's a really good idea. I did cor- get that correctly, right, Ivan? I think so. That's how I understood it as well. So uh, that's, of course, a really good option. Uh, because now <laughs> suddenly you have both fullbacks almost sitting next to your uh, wingers and <laughs> the counter is easy then. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. And they always yeah. go forward on both. And if I, the problem is also if I do one of them, uh, if you do fullbacks overlap or attack fullbacks like I do a lot in quick tactics, they both go on. So it's more of a do-or-die tactic these days. Uh, and this time they actually are always... When you're actually building up, it's very viable. And as long as they have some defensive awareness and the higher they are, the more effective they apparently are um, to be able to cut inside and actually cover up some of that space. Uh, that feels really interesting for me, at least. I, it looks really cool. Uh, I really hope it works as advertised as well, because then it's going to be like more like real football as well, behaving like that. The same goes for, um, it's called active versus passive winger behaviors. And it determines how active wingers can get uh, when having to perform defensive duties, such as marking defensive positioning and tracking runs. And they already said it yesterday that, uh, for example, a striker or a cam is going to be far less viable to make a manual tackle or an interception uh, in the new game. So you will be more inclined to use a defender to actually defend. Uh, and uh, with these wingers behavior you can actually set them to come back and be able to defend a bit more than they are now because now whenever they lose the ball they either drop back all the way to your own box uh they won't track any runs they are just running back um and most of the time they are you usually use your wingers in my opinion uh to create space to be able to pass the ball outside wait for someone else to to pick it up and then go again wingers are the least viable this year I found than ever. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, That's partially wingers are not viable because crossing is not viable. So it's a combination. Yeah, that's true. And that's why they, on the 43-1, that's why the 43-1 is so stable this year. You just use both cams and set them on get back and come back on defense. And basically you have 10 men behind the ball then, or nine in this case. Uh, I I really see this as a very at least a good point that they paid attention to uh, last thing I wanted to highlight is and this is for the uh, not the online players only it's called the enhanced CPU AI and the competitor mode and I'm just going to read what they say here and let you guys discuss since as you know I've played 25 squad battles games this year and that's about it but in FIFA 21, we've added a new setting called competitor mode, designed to refresh the CPU AI in career mode and foot squad battles. When selecting legendary or ultimate difficulties, there will now be an option to enable this mode for those who seek a new challenge. This will be available to use in any mode where you are playing against the CPU and where legendary or ultimate difficulty is available as an option. This is a brand new way to play against the CPU AI that aims to replicate this playstyles of some of the best FIFA pro players in the world. Competitive mode, I don't hope that by the way, but okay. Competitive mode gives the CPU AI a better understanding of skill moves, dribbling, spacing, tactics, and will constantly look to create better scoring opportunities. You can expect aggressive passes, complex skill moves, and even a change of tactics and mentality if you're leading against them, for example. 
And to complement this, we enhance CPU AI control players to have more granular objectives, meaning that each CPU AI control player on the field will exhibit behaviors that are more similar to a human player when defending and attacking. And a lot of the fundamental behavior of the CPU have been reworked to provide more variety, variety, thank you, and more football-like behaviors at all skills and difficulty levels. Uh, guys, I don't play against AI, so I have nothing to say here, but I think it was worth highlighting because it sounds interesting, at least. Who wants to take this one? You want to go first, Stevie? Yeah, I can go first. Uh, of course, it's going to be uh, more challenging for the people uh, that do squad battles. I think it's boring because it's too easy versus ultimate and legendary and things like that. Uh, it can also be used for uh, maybe practice before weekend league if you uh, want to have try some really hard uh, opponents and be uh, well equipped for the weekend league uh, playing versus a specific type of pro if you can emulate Tex or MS Dosari or uh, Elrasek or uh, yeah one of those guys it's gonna you're gonna know <laughs> where you stand uh, because it's gonna be so difficult to to play those uh, opponents and break them down but if you master those you should be well ready to play in the weekend league and and do well there uh if this is at as advertised uh but i think i might be uh frustrated i'll, I'll probably try it but i might rage quit uh, a few uh sport battle matches <laughs> yeah i know where you're coming from there ed i place a lot of squad battles but i tend to play around the world class and a few legendaries um, very seldom ultimate so to go past that for me I think I would be that rage quit that you were talking about Evie. Um I think you'll never AI will never replicate what a human can do because it just it's the unexpected that you'll get from a human person but I do think it will be of almost what you expect when you play the AI it will be faultless it will skill chain it will change skill moves it will do something that you're just not used to um, it won't be very linear and i think that will be something that we've not seen before uh yeah i i'm just unsure uh this uh i just goes but I, well on the other hand i'm not the player who's gonna have a very big thought on it i think this gonna make career mode might make career mode very interesting as well uh and like i said i i just showed him i made my 25 squad my 25th squad battle win so that says about the amount i actually play the ai <laughs> but i'm happy for all you guys who did have the chance to uh, or did need a new chance i think andrew for example was one of the guys who play a lot of squad battles although not of the last few months but always on highest difficulties and have no trouble beating them my biggest problem with uh with single player is that it's very still they always play the same way so maybe this new uh competitive mode might change that for me as well and it might be more relaxed and still interesting for me to play this oh fine huh? yes yeah it might be a way of getting people like yourself john to do those squad battles which you would normally do for objectives it's maybe just that way of encouraging you to take part in that level, achieving that level 30 player. Do you know, it might be that way of doing it. Fair. Yeah, good point. Good point. Um, 
anything to add for this guy? I don't want to go into more details about the patch notes yet. I think with tomorrow we're definitely going to talk about the headers. And uh, there has been some changes in passing, which I definitely wanted to go into. But those are the most important things that we have left. Uh, again, I really recommend players, and I said it to the Patreon just as well. Just read these pitch notes. Dive into them. I know it might sound boring. You don't have to go through it all the everything at the one time. But learning the mechanics of a game, and especially when they change around in the game, is so much important to actually know how to play the new game and actually know where to improve upon and the first thing i always say when coaching is i learned i look at the basics we need to get the basics right so part of the basics is knowing the mechanics and if you don't know how to do a driven pass for example and that has to be part of your game you really need to have that going so i think it's very important to um understand these mechanics so it won't it won't do you any harm reading this sometimes before the new game actually hits. No, that's I agree. It's interesting reading. Uh, I I read it all. Uh, I found lots of interesting things there. So uh, I think it's worthwhile spending a ten minutes reading it. Yes, I already spent three hours reading it and going into several <laughs> shows talking about it. So I I might know the top of my mind now. <laughs> <laughs> but good preparation is the first part of reading, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we got that under our belt. Uh, before we end this very long Wednesday evening podcast, but hey, there's content, so that's good. Uh, John, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for your support, of course. Uh, where can people find you if they want to contact you? Um, on Twitter, simply at, at TalkingFoot. Mm -hmm. No, can't get much easier than that. And I know. You've asked some questions on the uh, at the foot in or at the uh, the FIFA Direct Communications. They have not been answered as far as I can see, but I'll tell you that I see people definitely talking about your questions. So that might be interesting to have a look at, and I'll show you definitely after the show what people are saying about the questions you sent in, because <laughs> that's an interesting read. Yes, it is. Ingvi, <laughs> uh, of course, people know by now, but just tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Evgenoni, and they can find me on the EA forums at uh, LittleLa95. Also, check out these EA forums when you're reading those pitch notes, because there's a lot of discussion going on there, and the guys from EA are actually really good at answering at this point. Um, I have complained about transparency most of the year, but transparency is definitely here now. So take advantage of that. Uh, you can find me, of course, foot coaching, but more important, you can find the show at that Food and Review on Twitter. Send in all your questions. We got some good questions. Send in, which we'll talk about later for sure. And remember, if you want to be on this show too, visit patreon.com slash food and review. And we can't make the show without our community, and we definitely want to get the community into our show too, like our friend John did tonight. So thank you once again for joining. Thank you for sticking with us in this very hot summer with these very long shows. And I'm going to drop it. Drop it. Drop it. Eh, 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 eh,
Team. 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 Team.